Welcome to the Oasis Church Podcast. We're so excited that you join us today. And wherever you're listening from or whenever you're listening to this, we hope that you are encouraged. And if you ever want to join us in person, you can always join us at 10 a.m. at 197 Imperial Boulevard in Hendersonville, Tennessee. But we love you and we hope that you're encouraged today. After service, we got some, how many of y'all love those two-bite brownies from Sam's? Y'all know what I'm talking about? We got them for you, and poor Sarah, I mean, poured her heart out on those things. I stressed her out today because I made her stop to come to huddle, but she put icing on all of them with some sprinkles because we couldn't find enough cupcakes, y'all. So we got the two-bite brownies. Y'all give Sarah a hand. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate it. I gave her anxiety, about made her heart explode earlier. So, uh, But that's not the only reason I'm excited today. Love celebrating our birthday, but we're starting today a series called Seeds. Let me hear you say Seeds. And uh, man, you came on a perfect week. If it's your first time here, or maybe it's your first time back in a while, or maybe you're new again, uh, I, I, you couldn't have come on a better week. And I'm so excited that you're here because we're jumping into something today that I believe if you take it seriously... God can change your life. It's the perfect opportunity today to jump in. Maybe you've been an attender of our church, but you haven't really jumped into the church. Today is a day, ooh, hello. Today is a day that you need to jump in. Today's a day that you need to dig in a little bit. And uh, you need to let God change you through the power of community. And so not only does seed start today, but our small groups start this week, and I could not be more excited about our groups this year because God is going to do something special in our groups. I believe that with my whole heart. If you would just invest the time, if you would just make it a priority, I promise you, I promise you things are going to look better in your life. And maybe for some of you today, you haven't quite jumped into our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Maybe you've already messed up your fast and it's okay. Listen, This is a place of grace. Just release yourself of any shame or guilt right now. In Jesus' name, you don't have to hold that on anymore. But maybe this is a sign for you to jump into fasting. Some of us are fasting food. I've I've talked to some people. They're doing the Daniel fast. So these people aren't eating meat or sweets. They're eating vegetables and no bread. Y'all need to say a little special prayer for those people. Y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, Some people are fasting social media. Who's fasting social media? Come on. How much better do you feel? Like a new person. I mean, my gosh, it's the best. So some of you are fasting social media. Some of you are doing like a parcel fast. That's what I'm doing. I'm fasting lunch every day so that I can sit during a time and I can pray for you. I can pray for the things in my life. That's what I'm doing. I heard of somebody that's fasting wrestling. Can y'all, I, I love that right now. I, I, I'm not gonna say who it is, but that is awesome right there. I, first, it's awesome that somebody's watching wrestling and it's awesome that, man, they're, they're giving that up right now. And I love that. And listen, get creative with your fast, all right? Just do something that you're gonna miss a little bit and let that remind you to pray a little bit, all right? So I, I love that. I don't even know if I can call it wrestling. I feel like you gotta call it wrestling. You know, like you gotta, wrestling's in the Olympics. Wrestling is what's on TV. And uh, so that's, I love that. I, wrestling, wrestling ran my life when I was a kid, by the way. Uh, when Sting came back, y'all remember this? Woo, baby, I loved it. NWO, I don't even know if I can say that in church, but it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, so if you haven't joined us in 21 days, I'm saying all that to say this. Join us. Make it 14 days of prayer and fasting. Watch what God does when you invest a little bit of your time and your energy into the things of God. You're going to be shocked. Um, Some of you might not know this, but uh, my in-laws, who are not here, they will be watching this. 
And I'm gonna pre-apologize to Byron and Lynn back there, all right? And because uh, I'm, I'm gonna share something with you that they don't know. Uh, but they're, they're gonna laugh when they hear this. Uh, but they used to have a farm. Y'all know that, right? Some of y'all may have bought eggs from their farm before. They had Hill Family Farm. It was up in White House on 31W, right next to the middle school. And, yeah, that was my in-laws. Do you? Great. They, they no longer exist, all right? Okay. Right there. Well, there we go. So that was my in-laws. Uh, that's Stephanie's parents. So, yeah, so Byron retired from the business world. That He was a businessman, like, ever since I've known him. And, uh, and we've been, I've known him since I was in eighth grade. And he worked for Lifeway, and he retired. And we were like, well, what are you going to do? And he was like, I don't know yet. A couple of weeks later, he comes back and said, I think I'm going to start a farm. And I was like, you're crazy, right? I'm thinking, like, do you know how hard that is? And I didn't know how hard that was, but they quickly learned, right? They had hundreds of chickens. They had pigs. They had a lot of crops. And for most of the farm's life, we actually lived in Florida, which was great because I don't like farming. I don't like doing this stuff. I'm not into that. I don't even like the chickens. They scare me. They'll come up and attack you. Not cool, right? And the pigs are gross. Like, I just don't, it's hard work. I don't like it, to be honest with you. And uh, I love the results. Now, you give me some fresh bacon or some eggs or some chicken, sign me up. I'm there for that. But the, everything else, I'm not in. I'm not into. But uh, I remember we lived in Florida for most of this. <coughs> and um, when we would come back to visit, it would typically be in the wintertime. So it'd be really cold here. We lived in South Florida. It was never cold. So we would come up here. It'd be cold. And we would most, most of the time stay at their house on the farm. And the kids loved it. They would go chase the chickens. They would go help get the eggs every day and all this kind of stuff. But I'm pretty sure, and Byron, you can let me know if this is true. Um, I'm pretty sure Byron would smile when he realized we were coming back because there was a young, strong man coming to stay at his house. And so I would get there, and I'm like, I'm ready to turn off. I'm like, I want to veg. I want to shoot stuff on the Xbox. I want to watch. I don't want to do anything. And so, and, and we just drove 13, 14 hours with our children. I mean, that'll make you want to go crazy there, right there. And so we'd show up, and Byron be like, hey, I'm going to need help. I, there's a couple thousand pounds of feed I'm going to need to help put in the, in the, in the pig feed. And I'm like can't say no. Like, I can't say no, right? Like, I got to go help. Hey, you mind going out and helping us pick this potatoes out of the ground? I don't know, stuff. And I'm just like, I'm telling Steph at night, like, please tell them I don't want to do this. Please. Like, I don't, I don't like this. And I would, I would do it because he gave me his daughter and a place to stay, right? So I'm there. I, I'm doing it. And, uh, and so we would do this, and I would be going to bed at night like, this is the worst. And it did not take me long to realize I don't like farming. I don't like planting stuff. I don't like picking stuff. I barely like the food that comes from the ground, right? And so I don't like farming, right? Like it's hard work. It's outside all the time. And I learned also that I actually don't even have the natural ability to grow things, right? Like how many of y'all have house plants in your home? Come on, ladies, let me hear you. Are you any house mamas out there? And uh, so we, we try. We try to have houseplants in our house, but if you come to our house, they're all dying. I don't know how, that, that, like, I think that the plants see us putting water in our espresso machine every day and is like, please feed me. Don't worry about the, you know, they die and they just die. We're not good at growing stuff at our house, but and I'm not even passionate about it. I actually hate it because then the plants look dead and they don't look good. And then it just looks like we have garbage in our house. Like it's how it looks. I can't stand it. But one thing I am passionate about, though, is growing people, 
I love seeing people grow. I love seeing some of you grow. Uh, I look out here and I see people that since they've started coming to our church, they've gotten around the things of God and all of a sudden they've started to grow. I mean, I got Carson right here. I don't, I don't know your spiritual story and a little bit of it, but he started coming and now I look at you, man, and, and you seem to be growing spiritually. You seem to be thriving a little bit more than what you were. Uh, I, I look at the Chetneys. I didn't know you before you came here, but man, since you've been here, I've seen so much growth in you. I've seen you trust God with more. I've seen God do more in your life uh, over the last little bit. Like I just look around and I see, I see Ryan and Jess Chavez who lead our student ministry. Come on, y'all give it up for the Chavezes. They brought their whole crew today. They're, God, Jess's family, they tripled the attendance of our church today. Come on, I love it. And uh, Jess's dad is a contractor and they just bought a house and they flew him in and putting that man to work. You sweating yet back there? Oh yeah. <laughs> but I, I look at them and they decided to trust God and to move across the country and to land in Nashville and just to see how God's honored that decision. You've come to this church and you've been growing so much. We trusted the student ministry off to them. And I just love seeing people grow. And I could do that with a ton of you. And I love that. I'm passionate about seeing people grow. I heard a pastor share this story actually this last week and uh, it was really funny and this pastor, he's from Texas and his dad asked him, he, you know how your dads are sometimes. Like his dad was leaving for work, he rolled the window down and he looked at his son and said, those leaves better be raked before I come home from work. All right, how many of y'all ever had a dad do that to you? Like, if it's not, I will take my belt off. You know, like I, you better believe it. Uh, some of you are like, I don't spank my children. Let me just tell you, we know, all right? So uh, we can tell. And uh, his dad asked him to rake the leaves. And uh, I'm sorry if that offended. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, we don't, uh, never mind. Stop talking. Message. He asked him to rake the leaves. And all of a sudden, he starts raking the leaves, and he's thinking, I hate this. This is not fun. Why rake them when I can burn them? You know, that's what his thought was. So he goes to the shed, he gets something, and he starts, you know, putting it on these leaves, and he lights it on fire to burn these leaves. And next thing he knows, he's getting every garden hose in the neighborhood trying to put out this fire. His dad comes home, and it looks like a nuclear bomb went off in this dude's front yard. Smoke, it's like it's, the house is barely there, and his dad had this beautiful grass. Like He was like the typical neighborhood dad that had the good lawn, and he burned it all to shreds. And here's what I know. There are some people in here, you've burned up something in your life. You've had the attitude like, why do the work when I could just burn it? And there are many, there's a lot of burned fields. There's a lot of burned yards represented in this room today. And I'm not telling you that to shame you or guilt you. Actually, doing that is human nature. We, we don't like to do the work it takes to grow. We want to take the easy way out. We want to do the things that are going to, uh, we, we want to naturally burn things to the ground. This is how we're built. And so this series, what I want to do is I want to teach you how to grow some things. Come on, can I get an amen from somebody? Hey, I want to teach you how to grow some things in your life. I, we're, we're too good at burning things down, but I want to teach you how to grow some things. And here's two things you can do. All right, and uh, Tyler, I'm gonna need your help in a second. The first thing you need to do is you need to get a guide. Throw that slide up for me, Tyler. You need to get a guide. Now, these books are back here. Tyler, grab these books. If you are, live here, all right, if you live in Washington, I'll send home, if you, if, you want to, if you want this, you can have it, but 
Let them take it first. All right, so here we go. Uh, but we have these books. He's holding up in the back right here. And someone today actually came to me and said, hey, I'm gonna buy all these books so that we can just give them out for free today. Come on, give God a hand for providing that. That's awesome. So if you don't have a guide, I want you to raise your hand right now and I'm gonna give you a guide. Come on, if you see them with their hand up, give it to them. Y'all just get them out there, you're good. If you, keep your hand up until you get a guide. That's one thing you can do. We got these books and go through this series with us. This is eight-week series. It starts today. Go through it. Be, make this a part of your life. Make the investment. Uh, you see, we started actually planning this series in faith a year ago. Twelve months ago, we started planning this series. And now we have these beautiful books. It's going to help you. If we run out, we got more at our house, we'll get you some. But we've seen God already grow some things this year. So that's the first thing. I want you to get a guide. We solved that problem. The second thing I can't do for you. But the second thing you need to do if you want to see some things grow in your life is you need to join a group. Listen, everyone look at me. You are better when you do life with other people. You hear me? You can't do it on your own. Here's what I know. People need you. They need your experiences. They need your wisdom. They need to hear about your past. They need to hear about what God's done in you. They need you. But you know what? You need people. You need to hear other people's stories. You need to hear about other people's miracles. You need to hear about how other people have gone through the exact same thing that you've gone through. You need to join a group. And here's what, I, what we've done. We've designed this series to go through with this book in a group. So you got a book, join a group. They're all on our website. I'll tell you right now, I'm gonna highlight one of the groups right now. We have a Tuesday morning guys group that meets at Matt McNeil's house. That's the one I used to go to. And we're gonna do that group this year. Like 7 a.m., guys, man, I can't make it. Uh, I, I, it's too busy at night. Well, guess what? Wake up a little early and go to this group. Make it a priority. There's a Thursday night men's group at my house. There's a couples group that meets on Sunday evenings at the McNeil's house. There's a ladies group that Miss Donna's leading on Wednesday nights, right? Thursday nights, all right? There's another ladies group that meets on Wednesday nights. And uh, so listen, there's places for you to go. Join a group. Did you know the church has been growing in groups for 2,000 years? It works, guys. Let me just tell you right now, it works. It's been happening for 2,000 years. And so I would ask you, are you in a group? If the answer is no, get in a group, all right? Did I mention you need to get in a group, all right? You need to get in a group. Sign up on, uh, on, our, web, on our website. You can sign up on our app. Find a group, get in a group, make it a priority, and watch how you grow. Now, I want you to take your Bibles, take your phones out, and we're going to turn to Genesis, and we're going to be in there because that's where it all starts for us today. And you see, we've done a lot of different studies and teachings here at the church. Sometimes uh, God gives us a word, and we just, hey, God's really put this on our hearts. We're going to teach it. We did that last week. What's our word for the year this year? Invest. Come on, let me just hear it one more time. Uh, what's our word for the year this year? invest. You know what another word for that is? Sow, plant. What do you plant? Seeds. Funny how God works that out, right? Like we're going to plant some seeds this year. We're going to invest this year. Uh, sometimes we go through a story in the Bible. We look at a story and we'll talk. Sometimes God gives us a character. We're going to teach on a character in the Bible. Uh, sometimes we just go verse by verse in the Bible. Uh, and then sometimes we teach thematically. And uh, there's a lot of themes in the Bible. Mountains are a theme in the Bible. They mean something else. They don't only mean a geographical thing. It's, it, they mean something else. Storms are a theme in the Bible. They mean something else. Well, seeds are a theme 
all throughout Bible, and that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, that's the theme in the Bible. That's the theme of this. And did you know, in Genesis chapter 1, God spoke plants, trees, and seeds into existence. In Genesis 1.29, God told Adam to look after all the things that God had created. So he, he said, hey, I've created these things, and I want you to look after this. It's a biblical principle of seeds that we have to participate in. There, there's, a, there's something that you have to do to participate in this principle of seeds. And if there's something burned up in your life, if you've burned up the yard in your life, you've got to do something. It's called stewardship. God's called you to steward something in your life. And we have to steward what God has given us. You see, there's a fruitfulness that comes when we decide we're gonna participate in the seeds that God has given us. There's a fruitfulness. We can't just stand by and watch God do it all. We have to actually participate in what he's doing. In Genesis 8.22, uh, we're gonna use this to kind of set our foundation. There's a lot of passages about seeds, but the foundation, you see, God creates the seeds. He puts Adam in charge of everything to watch it over it, and he sets it all in motion. And uh, it doesn't take long in the Bible for someone to burn the leaves up and to burn up the yard. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Eve ate the apple, Adam, or the fruit, and Adam ate the fruit, and it didn't take long for things to get set on fire, right? And all of a sudden, the world just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse very quickly. And God looks at his people and is like, my word, like, we have a mess on our hands here. And he decides to send the flood, right? Noah builds the big boat. He sends in the animals two by two. They get on this boat. But one thing that you may have not known that God asked Noah to do is he actually asked Noah to take the seeds from the earth and preserve them on the ark. Why? Because seeds have potential. He knew that if he could save the seeds, they could have something to eat later. And so he asked Noah to, pervert, to preserve the seeds. It says this in Genesis 8:22. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Will never cease. You need to understand that this isn't just a natural principle. Jesus or the, God was not just saying like, hey, things grow from seeds. We're gonna have seasons, all this kind of, he wasn't just saying this is how the natural world's gonna work. It was actually a spiritual principle that's found all throughout the Bible. And so we're gonna talk about that over the next few weeks. And uh, do you know what's interesting? I, I didn't know this until recently. There's actually, in, uh, in Norway, there's a vault up in the Arctic. I mean, it's like super cold up there. And there's a vault up there that, is store, that stores hundreds of thousands of different species of seeds. And they had this because if there's a nuclear war, if there's a worldwide catastrophe and stuff happens and we need, to, we need food, they have every sort of seed that we can think of that we can eat. They have it stored in this facility. And uh, once that happens, they're going to distribute the seeds and we'll have food again. All right. How many of y'all are thankful for that Norway vault? Come on. Lord, we pray against any world catastrophe. Come on, look, we don't want that to happen either. Uh, but one interesting problem that they've had is that they've had a, they've had to figure out they've had to figure out how to solve this problem. And the problem is this: that they've had to stop the seeds from growing. These seeds actually want to grow, and so they've had to figure out like, okay, we can't let these seeds die, but we also they can't be growing either. And I want you to understand: seeds want to grow. There's a lot of potential in a seed. 
you think about it, just a little bitty seed, there's a lot of potential in a seed. So why are we going to talk about seeds? Why are we in this series? Why are we going to do this? And uh, this is kind of the introductory week, and I want to give you a few reasons why we're talking about seeds. First reason is this, is seeds, they're important to God. Seeds are important to God. He put them in the Bible. I'm about to blow your mind with this next one. A seed, it grows into a tree. Trees are the third most common nouns used in the Bible right behind God and people. How many people knew that before you came in here? Boom, somebody learned something today. Come on, I love that. Trees are the third most common noun. Trees are actually a theme all throughout the Bible. Think about it. How many parables did Jesus share that talked about seeds or talked about plants or talked about trees? This is a big deal. What was the thing that Adam and Eve couldn't eat from in the garden? The tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Trees are a theme. Trees are a theme. Jesus loved parables, and many of his parables featured seeds. God actually calls his word a seed. And this one's crazy. And Jesus is actually considered a seed in the Bible. And let me just tell you, if you don't have the seed of Jesus in your field, the Bible would tell you that your field is dead. It's barren. It's not gonna produce anything. There's nothing else that will last. That's why, listen, I don't want to be insensitive, but that's why COVID ruined so many people's lives. Not the disease, but the, the, the effect that COVID had on the world. Their field burned up, and they didn't have anything eternal planted in their field. They had nothing, and all of a sudden the world starts to shake, things start to happen, and they were left with nothing. But when Jesus is planted in your field, when Jesus is planted in your field, you will experience growth and you'll experience prosperity. I believe that in Jesus' name, not prosperity gospel. I'm not saying you're gonna be rich if you do this. I'm not saying that, but you will experience God's blessing in your life. And it's important because you have a responsibility when it comes to the seed. The Bible tells us that we're in charge of planting and we're in charge of watering, but God actually makes the seed grow. So you're in, you have something to do. You have a part to, you are supposed to plant, you're supposed to water, you're supposed to take care of, and then God is supposed to make it grow. And I just wanna tell you right now, what we're giving over the next eight weeks is not a life hack. It's not some static formula that if you do X, Y, and Z, then you're gonna have this specific result. That's not what we're doing. I'm not that type of preacher that's like, send us $25 and then the Lord will bless you greatly. That's not what we're doing here. That's not what this is, Okay. That we're trying to teach you how to truly depend on God. This is important because seeds cause us to completely depend on God. The principle of the seed is meant to create connection and cooperation with God. Y'all say connection. Come on, y'all say connection. Cooperation. Say cooperation. There we go. It's an opportunity. I want you to grasp this concept fully and fully depend on God. This principle is designed to connect you to the things of God. I'm not giving you a secret code. I'm not giving you some sort of formula. This is designed to connect you to God. You know, I told you, uh, my in-laws had a farm, and anytime we come up to that farm, he put me to work. Well, I decided one time when they were coming down to Florida, I was gonna put them to work, all right? So here's what I did. I was like, I, and we actually wanted, we wanted to build some raised beds in our backyard. How many of y'all got some raised beds right now? You got a little, anything? Okay. The Tays? Okay. Heidi, you got some raised beds? What you growing back there? 
Nothing illegal, is it? I'm joking. Do what? I don't even know what that is, but that sounds great. T. Sorry, I didn't. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. I know what tea is, but I didn't know what that was. Uh, but, but we wanted some raised beds. We wanted to grow some peppers and, you know, some carrots and stuff, easy stuff. Cucumbers or zucchini, that sort of thing. Uh, stuff that we can't easily kill. Those things typically grow pretty easily. And so, man, I got Byron up there. I, we got the lumber. We put these things together. We filled them with dirt or soil, whatever it is that you put in those things. And, uh, and we planted this stuff. And we were so excited. I mean, the kids were excited. We would go out there. We would water it every day. It'd be like 6 million degrees outside. And we're like, oh, baby, these plants, they're going to be so good. And all of a sudden, life kind of got busy, and we brought it a little less, watered it a little less. And next thing I know, I look out there, hadn't watered it in a while. And what do you think that raised bed is full of? Weeds. Seeds died. Hey, but weeds in there. And so that's what, the, we, we have a hard time growing stuff. There was nothing but weeds in there, and weeds are a mess. And even though we could have made a phone call to Byron at any time, hey, how much do we need to be watering this thing? Hey, this plant, does it require that much sunlight? Do we need to move it to somewhere else? Like, we had all the expertise at our fingertips. We had all the, the content of someone else to grow the seed, but we didn't impart that into ourselves. And I want to let you know that I might be giving you some great tips. I might be giving you some great content. I might be giving you some expertise, but unless you apply this expertise to the things of your life, you're going to have a raised bed full of weeds. You can't rely on someone else's spiritual life to, to be your spiritual life. Students in the room, young people in the room, you can't allow your parents' faith to just be what you claim. No, no, you have to have it for yourself. You have to learn these things for yourself. You can't, that's why also during the pandemic, we had so many Christians leave the church because they weren't applying maybe the things of God to their life. And they would just sit and watch other people uh, preach the message and stuff without living it out. And all of a sudden they've, they've got a raised bed full of weeds. And now we're seeing these people come back to church. Thank God. And they're starting to realize, man, I got some work to do. I, I didn't believe like I thought I did. And if that's you in here, I thank, thank you so much for being here, not because Oasis is special, because God's special. And he wants to help you today figure this thing out. So why are we connecting potential to planting? See, seeds have potential. In the last few moments, I want to talk to you about this. Talk to you about this. I want you to understand the seed has potential whether you plant it or not. The seed has potential whether you plant it or not. Did you know that there have been some seeds found in pyramids that are thousands and thousands of year old, years old that still grow? That's insane. There's potential inside the seeds. I want you to understand this. The seed requires the right environment to realize this potential. A seed can't just be placed in sand on the beach. It can't be planted in snow. It has to be planted in the right environment with the right conditions, with the right sunlight, with the right water, with the right air, with the right pH level in the soil. Like it requires a lot of things in its environment to reach its potential. Let me tell you something. That's why it's important for you to be here. This is a good environment to be in to let your seeds grow. 
I'm not promising that I'm the best preacher in the world, but there's something about getting with the people of God in the presence of God that creates an environment for your faith to rise and for God to move. Come on, do y'all believe that in this place? It's amazing. Come on, do y'all believe that in this place? God wants to move. It's important to get in the right environment. It's important to join a group. Get in the right environment. Allow your seed to grow that way. And that's how it's gonna reach its potential. But seeds also require time to reach their potential. If you wanna see a different tomorrow, you have to start it today. But you have to stick with it. You have to stick with it. You got some burned areas in your life and it's not because you didn't plant anything, it's because you didn't plant in faith and with patience. God wants you to keep taking care of that seed. You gotta, it takes time. Let me tell you something. One of the principles of the harvest is you never reap the harvest in the same season that you planted the seed. So some of you are like, well, we went on two date nights and our marriage still sucks. Well, do it for a year. I'm still having a problem with this issue of anger in my life. Well, get in a small group. Get some guys that are gonna call you up. And give it some time. Well, my kids, they still are struggling. Well, give them some time. How about you start investing into their lives a little bit more? And go, hey, I am going to invest in my kids. I'm going to water that seed. I'm going to take care of that seed. And I'm not going to give up. That's what you got to do. Some seeds, they lay dormant while others flourish and grow. That's just a fact. Some seeds, you allow your circumstances of your life to squash your seed, and it lays dormant. While other people, they could go through the same things and they could flourish and grow. It's just a principle of the seed. But one thing that I've learned about people, (coughs) I've learned about people who can flourish and grow in circumstances that don't make sense is that they've learned the principle that, that somewhere along the way they've learned to plant into the seed of God's word and the seed of Jesus. And they just go, hey, I'm just going to keep planting. I'm going to keep planting in the things of God. I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm just going to keep doing this. And over time, they start to flourish. And if I could just give you one thing today, I want you to listen to this as we're, we're closing down here. Is I want you to focus on the seed, not the fruit. Don't miss this today. Focus on the seed and not the fruit. If you focus on the seed, you need to learn how to plant. That's the one thing about people who know how to grow stuff is they actually like to plant things. They actually like the process of watering their garden. They like the process of pulling the weeds. They like the process of of pruning the bushes, of pruning the plants. They like the process of it all. But people who are focused on the seed... They're always frustrated. Or I'm sorry, on the fruit, are always frustrated. They live in a world where they're focused on everyone else's garden. And they look at other people and they say, how did they get that fruit? Like, how did he get that job? How did she do that? Well, th- these are people that are focused on the fruit. They say, look, look, what's, look what they got over there. Like, that, their garden looks pretty good, right? Like, I wish I had that. But people that are planters don't care about anyone else's garden. They couldn't care less. 
They don't have time to worry about other gardens because they're too busy planting, pruning, watering, and growing what they have, right? They're focused on the seed. People who are focused on the fruit, they're always, they're always watching. Like, when, are the, when, are the, when is this thing going to come out of the ground, right? Like, how many of you have ever felt that way? That's how that raised bed was. I'm like, Lord, it's been a week. Like, give me some zucchini, right? Like, I want some zucchini. That's the people that are focused on the fruit feel like they're like, when am I going to see this? Like, when can I eat this thing? Like, it's so much work, right? Like, this is taking forever. People that are concentrated on the seed, though, they're always surprised and delighted by the fruit that they see. Like, they're like, look at, I cannot believe, look at this zucchini. Look at that tomato. I'm about to slice this up, put some salt on it right now. Come on, somebody. Like, I'm, I'm ready to eat this. They're so surprised. They're delighted. Planters, listen to me, planters recognize that if they don't like the fruit, that they need to plant a different seed. Listen to me, I'm going to talk to somebody for a second. They recognize if they don't like the fruit, they need to plant a different seed. If they don't like the fruit of their marriage, they need to plant a different seed. If they don't like the fruit of their kids, they need to plant a different seed. Our culture wants the fruit of the seed that we didn't plant. But God is saying, no, 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 that's not how this works. That's not how this works. We plant to our promotion. We plant to our 401k, but we want our kids to share our faith. You want your kids to love Jesus, but you're not sowing. You're not planting into what it takes to have a good relationship with your kids. You're planting into making more money at work. You're planting into doing other things when you should be spending time with God in God's house on Sunday, and you're surprised when your marriage starts to fall apart. Well, how about you decide, if I don't like the fruit of my life, then maybe I need to start planting some different trees. Come on, am I speaking to anybody out there today? You gotta understand, you have to, you have to plant what you wanna see later. And people that are planters understand this principle because here's how it works. It starts with a seed. Come on, put these pictures up. It starts with a seed. And that seed, it gets planted into the ground. And after it's planted into the ground, the next picture, after it's planted into the ground, it, we water it a little bit, right? And then what happens after this? This is great. I feel like this is where our church is. Go to the next one. It's a little just a little sprout out of the ground, right? Like this is, a, I feel like this is where Oasis Church is right now. We're just like, we've been planting, we, we put it in the good soil, we've been watering it, and now, boo, we got a little little baby sprout. Just, I mean, whew, it's, it's tender, right? Like we can't break this thing, it's, it's tender. And then what do we have next? Then we have a tree that produces fruit. That's how it works. That's how it works in the natural. But I'm gonna show you something. This is a spiritual principle, and let me tell you, Satan knows this principle. This seed, let's go back. It's our thoughts. If Satan can put a thought in your head that's contrary to what the Bible would teach, what God would teach you, he's now giving you an idea. And so then it turns into this idea. We start to think about this thought a little bit more. And we start thinking, maybe that is true. Huh, never thought about that before. Well, then, after you, something turns into an idea, it then turns into a belief. And now we start to believe. 
this seed that we planted that was just a little thought, like there was something little that was that wasn't that was contrary to God's word, and now it's turned into a belief. And that belief, it turns into actions. And those actions, after you start acting on that belief, it turns into a result. And you start to bear fruit of the little thought that Satan made you believe. And next thing you know, it's like, well, you know what? I don't need to do date night with my wife. We don't have it in our budget. Uh, we don't have the time. We've got to pay for child care. Like, uh, there's a little thought. Well, then you start to go, well, we're actually doing pretty good. Like, we're good. Like, I'm not cheating on her. She's not cheating on me. We still love each other. Like, I still want to talk to her every now and again, right? Well, then that, that turns into some sort of belief, like, hey, we're cool if we stay this way. There's other people that marriages are worse. And then what do you do? You start, you start acting on that belief. You start making other things a priority over your marriage. Your kids become a priority over your marriage. Your schedule, your work becomes a priority over your marriage. And all of a sudden, that leads to a result. And I'm not shaming anyone in here. I don't want you to hear that. But I want you to understand this, that the opposite is also true. When you begin to have a thought that's based in God's word, that thought can turn into a great idea that can produce a biblical belief, that can produce biblical actions that then can give you results that are way beyond your wildest dreams. That's why it's important for you to be here every week. That's why it's important for you to join a group because you're gonna get good seeds planted into your mind. You're gonna get good things planted. You know, some of us, we've been planting seeds, but they're the wrong seeds. But some of us, we haven't planted anything. And here's what I'm gonna wrap up with. <coughs> and this is not a trick question. If you plant cucumber seeds, what do you get? Be a little bit more confident. All right, here we go. If you plant cucumber seeds, what do you get? Okay, great. If you plant orange seeds, what do you get? Yeah. If you plant sunflower seeds, what do you get? If you plant nothing, what do you get? Wrong. That was a trick question. You get weeds. Listen to me. Weeds take no seeds to grow. And I'm not talking about weed. I'm talking about weeds, okay? Some of y'all got excited. I'm not talking about that. I think you need seeds to make those grow. I have no idea. Why did I say that? Um, listen, if you don't plant anything, you won't get nothing. I don't know if that was a good sentence. I'm sorry to all of my teachers out here. You'll get weeds. Some of you have weeds right now. Your life might be a mess right now. There might be some things that you need to figure out in your life right now. And I just want, I want to, let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. I want to pray for you. God, I pray for those right now who are experiencing weeds in their life. Their seeds, they might be dead or dormant. Help them come to life right now. I want you to keep your eyes closed, your head bowed. And I mentioned earlier that if you don't have the seed of Jesus inside of you, the Bible would say that you're dead spiritually. And I think God wants to plant something inside of you today. And his name is Jesus. And if you want to make that decision today, on the count of three, I just want to ask you to raise your hand. And maybe you need to make the decision to follow Jesus for the first time, but maybe there's some people in here 
that need to like reconnect with God. Say, God, I've made this decision before, but I have been walking far from you. And my life's a mess and I need you. So if you're one of those two people, on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. I just want to pray for you, all right? That's you. If you would like to give your life to Jesus or maybe you've walked away from Jesus and you need him in your life right now, come on, I want you to just raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on, raise your hand. Don't be shy. Here we go. You can put them down. Jesus, I pray for these people. The ones that have accepted you, help them turn back to you right now in Jesus' name. And if you raise your hand just then and you fall into that camp of I've walked away, just take a second in this moment and just ask God. Say, God, I need you to come clean out the stuff in my life right now. I need you to do some weeding in my life. And he'll do it. The process sometimes isn't as fun, but he'll do it. For those of you that raise your hand that you've never had a relationship with Jesus before, I want you to say this prayer in your heart. And give your life to Jesus today. Say, dear God, I invite you into my life today. I thank you for paying the price for me. And I make you the Lord of my life. And in the best way I know how, I will live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, I want y'all to just give God a hand in this place for what he's done. Thank you, Jesus. Here's, we're wrapping up. I went real long today. I'm sorry, guys. Every other week. Steph's preaching next week. It'll be short. All right, it'll be way shorter than this. A um, uh, couple things. Get a guide. If you didn't get one a second ago, get a guide. And what's the second thing I'm going to tell you to do? A little bit louder. Come on. Join a freaking group. All right, I'm just going to say it. Please, listen to me. I'm here for you. I will always be here for you. I'm your pastor. Steph is your pastor. We're going to show up when it matters, I promise you, in your life. Many of you, we've shown up when it matters. That's what God's called us to do. But when you got something going on, and I say, when's the last time you've been to a group? And you tell me never. My first thing of advice to you is gonna be what? Get in a group. I don't care to brag about the numbers of people in our groups. That's, I don't care. We have people in groups that don't even go to our church and they go to our groups, okay? I don't care. But I do care about you. And I know that you're better when you're in a group. Come on, the McNeils are over here going, that's right, tell them, tell them. Because they lead over half our groups right now. And we need other people to lead some groups too. But I got to get you in a group first so that you can step up and you can help some other people. So, hey, I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get on the app, get on the website, in a group. Well, I can only come to three. Great, come to three. I'll, I'll take three, right? Just come. Whenever you come, come, and I promise you, you're not going to regret it. All right, here's what we're going to do. Stand up. Play that music for me, Kev. Brother Kev back there. We have a special treat for you out in the lobby. We got two bite brownies with some icing and sprinkles. We're gonna celebrate our birthday. Give God a hand, everybody. So excited, I cannot wait. Y'all go out there, go hang out. We'll see you next week at 10 o'clock. And uh, man, we can't wait to see you next week. See ya.